Hello and welcome to Case Reopened. I'm your host, Tyler Treese. This is the number one Detective Conan rewatch podcast. And I'm joined with the lovely Colleen. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing good, but uh, I want to know how you're doing because you live in the very exotic place called Canada. <laughs> I hear I hear there's blizzards daily. Oh, absolutely. And uh, my uh, my igloo is keeping warm with the fire that I've got going, and my polar bear is waiting outside in case I need to drop by the Tim Hortons, get myself an ice cap. Do you have Dairy Queen in uh, Canada? We do. All right, you, yep. you've had it. You've had a, you know, they put the blizzard upside down. It's pretty cool. Oh, I don't know about upside down blizzards. <laughs> they don't like put it upside down to show you like how thick it is. They don't do that. Oh, like yeah, no. <laughs> but I, I think I know what you're you're saying. So like, it doesn't fall out of the cup. That's what they're trying to demonstrate. Yeah, they're supposed to do that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I haven't been to a Dairy Queen in a long time, so I don't. I didn't realize there was some showmanship involved in purchasing oh, your yeah. ice cream people get mad if you don't <laughs> really like show me the proof that's part of the show they want to know how thick it is i need to know that this isn't a wendy's where they call frosties i don't yeah, know frosties <laughs> but this is not a fast food podcast although maybe you can make it one because uh the big announcements this week is that we're starting a fast food podcast yeah <laughs> we we're such experts on uh, fast food. Well, I mean, apparently. we have that one-two punch. We have Canadian fast food. You can talk about what's a Canadian fast food place. <laughs> Tim Hortons not fast food, right? Um, it's more like I don't coffee know if it's place. Technically, yeah, it's like it's, it's like something in the in between. It's not really like a coffee. Sh- I mean, it's a coffee shop, but it's not like a Starbucks where people kind of hang out and read books necessarily (laughs) maybe you could record the podcast from tim hortons i mean sure no one would know the difference do they have (laughs) wi-fi except for maybe some background noise yeah okay shout out timmy hortons let let me know if you want me to record it at tim hortons i probably won't do it but i'll still consider your feelings but actually the big announcement is that we're starting a patreon we'll go live this coming monday Midnight Sunday, so it depends on your time zone. Oh, that's crazy. It'll be midnight Eastern time. Uh, we'll have it all. Links on the Twitter. Uh, but the URL will be patreon.com slash case reopened. So just the podcast name. Really easy to remember. But you're probably wondering, why would I give you money? That's a very good question. Yeah. <laughs> what are you two possibly going to do that's going to entice me? So, what we're going to be doing is additional podcasts. We love talking about Detective Conan, and we want to talk about more about it, but the podcast takes a lot of prep work, takes a lot of editing time. It's a real hassle sometimes, Colleen. So, we need to make it worth our time. We really want to do that, but, you know, we want to be appreciated. And Colleen just gets run down by me on this podcast, so it's mainly for her. She (laughs) needs to feel appreciated, and I can't do that. Let uh, Help us to help you guys by letting you listen to the best content possible that we can put together for you. Yeah, so currently it's going to launch. It's going to be bi-weekly episodes, so two bonus podcasts a month at our starting tier of $5 a month, which is the great Detective Boy tier. So if you want to be like Ginta, 
you fork over five dollars a month, <laughs> you will get access to two podcasts a month. And currently, they are a case closed rewatch, so we'll be covering the dub. And we actually have the first episode of that already recorded, and it's going to be a free. Yay! It's going to release free on this feed, the very first one, so you can get a taste of what we'll be offering. It's kind of a companion to our regular episodes because obviously we're already going in depth on preview of that. Yeah, so we're already going in depth on the Japanese versions. We're going to talk about everything to do with the dub. Did you know Professor Gasa is German for some reason? Joseph McGuire is this Brooklyn cop for some reason. Like, there's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff in this dub, and we're going to cover all of it. And then we're also doing a Yaiba rewatch. Uh, well, actually, it's not really a rewatch. We're watching it for the first time. We've never seen Yaiba. But in, if, That's right. Both of us are newbies to the series. If you don't know what Yaiba is, that is Gosho Oyama's first anime before Detective Conan. We're going to cover all 52 episodes of that, and we're already kind of seeing some, there's a little bit of similarities, but a lot of differences. It's kind of like Dragon Ball, it's a bit wackier, more action-oriented, so it's a very different thing from Oyama. Uh, if you enjoyed our looks at those short stories, I think you'll definitely enjoy watching Yaiba and getting this type of analysis on it. I think it's been real, we've only seen one episode so far, but I think it's pretty fun, right Colleen? Yeah, it's, it's been a wild ride. I can't wait until episode two. Yeah. So, those are the current plans. We also have a lot more stuff. Uh, you'll also get access to the Discord. We're going to have a private Detective Conan community on Discord, where we'll be there. I'm looking forward to talking Detective Conan with everybody. You, you can talk about all things anime. I'm really excited about that, just getting to talk to all our fans on a one-on-one -on -one level. We know, like, not everybody likes Twitter, and it's kind of impersonal on Twitter, but, like, live chat... That feels fun, and I think we're going to get a lot out of that. And obviously, we'll be taking your feedback on everything as we go along. But uh, just to go over a few plans, I'm going to go over the tiers real quick. So obviously, $5 a month is the Detective Boys. We'll become a member of a Discord and get access to the two episodes a week. And then we have a $10 tier, which is the Great Detective. This is what you get if you're like... A Maitante. Yeah. If you're Kokoro. A real great detective. <laughs> this is for our hardcore fans of the show. You're going to get a shout out every single episode of the podcast. Well, thank you for being one of the, the few, the proud, the great detectives. You know, Colleen, you're a great detective of the North. People can be like you. Oh, yeah, exactly. We'll even give you titles like that. Yeah, you can even <laughs> come up with yeah, come up with your own wherever. title <laughs> and we will we will include that each show. You also get access to show notes, so you'll get to see all the all of my bad writing that composed the show. You'll get to see how much work goes into everything. And then we're also going to do a monthly watch along on either Discord or Cast. I'm not sure exactly where yet. We'll get everything filled out, but we'll be doing that as well. So, you know, a bunch of perks for it. And of course that's not mandatory. If you just want to spend five bucks, you will get all of the podcast. But if you really want to show your support, that's why we have the Great Detective tier. And then we also have the Phantom Thief tier. Now, this is premium. This is $25 a month. It's for all the Kaito kids out there. Yeah. So if you're really rolling in the money from your latest heist, you can do this. <laughs> and this is if you want to guest on a very specific episode of the anime. Now, this does not mean you can't just come on the show. We, we still want to have people on the show. 
But if you specifically need to be on an episode, you let's say you love movie number five or something, and you need to be on movie five, or you need to be on the next Hattori episode, if you like are really passionate about it and you need to be on it, fork us 25 bucks, we'll get on it, we'll get you on the podcast, we'll be accommodating to your schedule. Usually we record around, what, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday or Tuesdays. But for that, we will make sure if you're in, you know, because we know we have a worldwide listenership. So if you need a specific time zone, we will work around your schedule. We will get something done. We will take days off from work and nah. make it happen. <laughs> Maybe not that that accommodating because no, it's oh, only no. 25 bucks. But uh, <laughs> we will, you know, on the weekend, we can we will work something out for you. And you also get all previous tiers, of course. So that's for, we also have some goals here. And this is where it gets exciting. A lot of fans call in. They love Detective Conan, but you know who they love more? His uh, rival, arch nemesis? Lupin III, yeah. No, no, Kaito Kid. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, friends of the show know we love Kaito Kid around here. Definitely. So if we, our first goal is at a measly $50, and it's set low because we want to do this really bad, so we're going to. Make it a very achievable goal. Make it happen, please. Yes. So if we hit $50 a month, we will add a Magic Kaito podcast to our Patreon. It will join the rotation. It also adds to the amount we're putting out a month. So it's not like it's going to replace Yaiba. We're going to do three podcasts a month if we do that. Now, the next goal is at $150. And that is when we'll go weekly. So we'll have a bonus podcast each and every week for you guys. And even more, that fourth show, you will get to choose it. Every We'll have a poll on the Patreon each month. And you will get to choose what that show's about. If you want a Q&A, if you want us to cover some other anime, give that a shot. Like, let's say you want to see us talk about Lupin one week or Inuyasha. It's up to you. We will take your suggestions. Whatever gets the most votes will be done. So that is our own custom podcast that's by you guys. So you guys get to pick it. And you know what? You have the power. You have the power. If you want to turn this into a Naruto podcast, you have that power. But you will have to vote each each month to make sure we continue Naruto. So it's up to whatever you guys want. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Bend my rubber arm. (laughs) We have one other goal. It's a video podcast at $300. You, that's finally the calling face reveal you've been waiting for. Nobody's been waiting for that except maybe Spencer. Spencer, <laughs> Spencer, he's he's been dying for it. Those are our goals, and uh, let's go over some specifics here. You're probably wondering where's the money going to go. So we have it split four ways. Twenty five percent will be donated to cancer charities in honor of our co-founder, Justin, who unfortunately passed away earlier this year. So I thought it was very important that we use some of the money coming in to, you know, give back to different cancer charities in his name just to that's really important to me. So I wanted to make sure that was so we'll post receipts each month so you know your money's going to a good cause. Then uh, 25% will be going back to the show. So that means we'll have new equipment that will cover hosting costs. We'll even do giveaways. It could be a Patreon giveaway to just members. It could be on Twitter. There's lots of different ways we can do giveaways, giving out like the latest Conan movie, for example. So, you know, 
people think up all kinds of cool ideas. So t- that other 25% going back to the show. And then 50% is going to the host. It'll be split between us. So that means, Colleen, you're, you'll be giving a Canadian 25% of your money. Which is great because, you know, with the currency exchange, American dollars to Canadian, yeah, it'd be really, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, help out the needy. Help <laughs> out the needy Canadian. Uh. But yeah, it's real exciting. We want to do more Detective Conan, more Magic Kaito audio content and we're obviously open to your ideas if there's stuff that we're not including here that you'd like get in touch we can probably work something out especially if other people want that so you know if maybe these perks don't uh, tickle your fancy but you like this show talk to us we'll make sure we can make it worth your while and i'm really excited i'm excited to talk about more Detective Conan. The dub's already super fun to go over. Yaiba seems really interesting. I'd love to go over Magic Kaito. And there, there's so much other stuff we can do. We can do like an episode where we rank the different OVAs. We can do an episode where we go over the manga and go over like spinoff Ooh. mangas and stuff like that. Because yes. Yeah. All kinds of stuff to do. Conan has so much. We can do fan fiction readings. Oh, okay. Oh, How about that? can we? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, fan fiction of Detective Conan or fan Hopefully. fiction of Case Reopened? Wow. I don't even know if that exists. but I think Spencer's working on, on the latter. <laughs> okay. I thought that's what he said, but I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, I was thinking more of Detective Conan, but uh, hey, if you want to write about Colleen's face <laughs> reveal, sure, we'll read it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we, there's all kinds of potential here, and we want you to be involved. That's why... Patreon's such a cool thing. That's why the Discord is so cool, because we can chat with you. We can get you involved on the podcast. We want to hear from more of you guys. And again, I do want to make this clear, since we do have a worldwide audience, and we were originally going to launch this at the beginning of the year. And, well, not the beginning, but like March, March, April, something around then. But then, obviously, the coronavirus happened. Justin passed away. We had a lot of stuff going on, and we definitely did not feel right asking for additional money while a pandemic was going on and obviously to an extent it's still going on so if you are in a bad financial state uh hit me up on twitter we can work something out where you can get the i can add you to the discord we i don't want to make this a like obviously we want you to pay if you have the means to do so but also if you're you know the exchange rate's bad in your country or you're going through tough times I can work out something to give you access to the shit. I don't. I, I never want that to be a barrier. So uh, just get in touch yeah, on Twitter. Because sure. like one of the things we want to do here is also like build our community, right? Like Conan fans are proud and strong, and there's, I don't know. I guess there's pockets of us around the world. So if we can uh, even just you know get together, like Ch- Tyler was saying on the Discord, um, then that'd be great. It'd be great to chat with everybody and. You know, just exchange ideas and theories and what we love about Detective Conan and all the other shows that we'll be covering. Yeah, and especially, like, just, I don't know, uh, I'm not a master of geography, and we have listenership from countries I can't even pronounce. So that's why I just want to make it clear that I do not want that to be a complete barrier, because if you're in a country, you know, because $5 is not much to me, but it might be for somebody else especially in a different country. You know, I don't know everybody's stuff. And there's no judgment there. Uh, that's why we're trying to help 
So if if that is a problem, just get in touch on Twitter, uh, case underscore reopened, and we can work something out. Because I I never want that to be a barrier. And this podcast was all to get in, like like you were saying, Colleen. It was always made to talk to Conan fans to you know give us uh, an outlet to celebrate the show we both enjoy so much. Yeah, and there's just so much movement in, like going on in the series. Like we're getting more movies out here in North America. We're getting you know English versions of it and a new English dub. So there is a lot going on in the Conan world, and you know we want to be able to um just support the fandom and this is how we're trying to uh just get the word out about detective conan and who knows maybe one day we'll actually see you know more episodes have a proper release not that the digital ones aren't good or anything like they're perfectly fine but you know as much support as we can give to the show the better i think yeah, for sure. And there's also so many episodes that haven't been officially translated. You know, there's like this whole gap. I think it's from, uh, I know Crunchyroll just added some of the early stuff, but it's still like, there's this whole gap from like episode 200 to, you know, like 700. That's like 500 up. Epi- that's a lot of episodes. Yeah. We understand that canon has not always been, uh, easy to find. And I think that kind of makes the, uh, fan base, you know, kind of tighter and, more fun as a result. So we want to hear everybody's story. It's a well-loved stories. show. Yeah, because I feel like most people wouldn't jump through all the loops they have to do for like a, an anime that wasn't this good. But Conan's be able to persevere worldwide because, you know, we're so passionate about the show. And I definitely look forward to launching the podcast again. It will go live Sunday night in the Monday Eastern Time. And again, the very first episode of the dub show will be free. It will be on this feed as well. It'll be on both. And the Yaiba episode will be live as well. So if you subscribe, you'll have access to both. But you will get that free teaser as well. It's a full show. Uh, I think it goes almost an hour for the dub. <laughs> we had a lot to say for the first one. <laughs> yeah, it prob- full disclosure, it probably won't be that long each week. Uh, since we are only doing one episode. Yeah, it was one hour, four minutes probably won't be that long each week so don't expect a full hour each week uh from these bonus shows but i mean hey maybe it'll go over maybe it'll be two hours who can say you know you never know that's the fun with bonuses we don't have to stick to any any rules we can finally go unhinged colleen yeah and y'all know how much i like to rant about stuff it's gonna be like that episode where you were burning me all the time that's gonna be a weekly thing gonna get mean colleen back Oh, sure. If you want more of that, let us know. I'll make that happen. Because I feel like I haven't done that nearly as much as I used to. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't talk. <laughs> you should probably say tell me that because you're the recipient of it. If I talk, will that mean the abuse will heighten? I'm afraid to talk. <laughs> uh, no comment. Okay, so now we're going to move on. Enough enough advertisements for the Patreon. Although we really appreciate your support if you do. If not, this podcast is not going anywhere. We're not going to... We're still going to do a weekly podcast here, so don't worry about it. You're not missing out on anything. Yeah, if this is all you want to listen to, then that's great as well. And we welcome the listenership and the support. This week we're covering episode 143 of Detective Conan. This is the suspicious... Astronomical Observation. This originally aired May 3rd, 1999, and the Conan's hint going into this episode is a developed picture 
Okay. Yeah. I think that's a pretty decent hint for this one. Pretty good hint. Sometimes they're like really out there. Like a hint, a bad hint for this one would be something like, I don't know, the car. (laughs) Conan uh, opens the episode. He says, tonight, relax and watch the stars. An alibi as important as a shooting star. It's kind of poetic. Oh, when is Conan ever not poetic? That's a good point. Uh, we have a new opening theme this week. It's Gary Gary Chop by Bees. That's B apostrophe Z. Or Zed, if you're Canadian. I thought it was a... I thought this was a banger. Yeah, you liked it? Oh, yeah. What'd you think? Um, so... It wasn't really my cup of tea. Uh, I mean, I liked how I don't actually. I don't know if I liked it, but they used they reused a lot of clips we've seen before from different openings, and then they like uh, edited in between with like a live concert um, footage. So that was pretty cool. But uh, I don't know. It was it wasn't uh, just the the music itself wasn't really um, what I picture conan representing you don't want energetic 90s rock music no give me the ballads give me no i'm kidding i don't know it was fine it it just wasn't one of my faves all right so uh calling to hater let that be noted (laughs) no but i have the lyrics here maybe knowing what they're saying will change your mind all right let's go let's see no matter what magazine i flip through it's no good and i can't help but sigh there's no such thing as clothes that'll look good on me. End of the century fashion color. I can't match everything to your tastes, so sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> Sounds like they're writing directly to you here, Colleen. They totally are. <laughs> on the edge, just like walking along a cliff. What's wrong with me tottering a bit? Because even then, I have nowhere to go but forward. In my case, things will be alright. By now, I bet there's nobody that's worried about me. It's alright if you go ahead and attack. It's not that I'm reckless or anything. I use my head somewhat too. From time to time, the strain and the pain feel good or something. (laughs) (laughs) The feeling of being on edge is what I like. I'll only bathe in this lukewarm hot springs for a little while. Afflicted by a risky pleasure, I'd be missing out if I couldn't enjoy it. It's a little different from being simply being on a constant high. If you can't show your resolve, then everybody will be laughing at you behind your back again. Aww. I can't go on without being on the edge. I beg of you. Please don't look at me with such cold eyes. Now it's just me talking to Colleen. <laughs> Let me do things at my own pace. Otherwise, I won't make it far without crashing down. On the edge, just like walking down a cliff. What's wrong with me tottering a bit? Because even then, I have nowhere to go but forward. In my case, things will be alright. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, do you see Conan in those lyrics? Absolutely not. No. (laughs) Yeah, it's more of our dynamic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that makes it... Maybe it's the theme of Case Reopened. The episode starts with Sonica, Ron, and Conan using a telescope to look at the sky at 11.20pm. I like how specific... They get very specific with the times there, which I thought was real funny. Yeah, you know, like, right away that time's going to play an important factor. Ron spots Mars, and Sonica complains that she can't see any shooting stars. Turns out that Sonica has little interest in stargazing, and instead just wants to wish upon a star for a nice boyfriend. Colleen, have you ever wished upon a shooting star? 
Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a shooting star, so no. I haven't... I mean, I've made wishes before, like, whatever, birthday and upon stars, but not a shooting star. So maybe that's why nothing's ever come true. Yeah, you could have had a nice boyfriend if you just wished on a shooting star. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take Sonico's method. Well, I think it works out for her. Eventually. Like, hopefully that's not a spoiler, but yeah. <laughs> so I do have to ask, do you have any interest in astronomy? Have you ever, are you into stargazing? Um, a little bit. Uh, I can name a few constellations, like just the ones that, you know, tend to pop up <laughs> every night. Uh, I actually took an astronomy class and it was pretty cool. Like we had to uh, do a star journal and um, like we had to learn about like the North Star and the Zenith and like do all these trajectory mathematical calculations. So yeah, I feel like I, I learned a lot from that. How are you? Uh, like what's your interest in the cosmos the stars i really like the stars i've never really done a ton of stargazing though uh, about a couple of months ago i was thinking how could i waste a couple thousand of dollars and i was looking at like high-tech telescopes but uh i never went through with that purchase because that'd be a real waste of money but uh <laughs> i think it's cool in theory at least i think this i think the stars are cool i'd rather probably learn about space than uh, look at the stars myself, though. Probably not gonna spend like four thousand dollars on a telescope. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> Ron asked why Sonico even brought her expensive telescope if she's not gonna look through it, and she's told that it looks weird to look at stars without one. And she's like, "Well, it's <laughs> even weirder to bring it and then not look at it." Yep. Uh, Sonico is then looking at Ron, and that's when both Conan and Ron spot a shooting star. And Sonico completely misses it, and then she blames her friend over it. So I thought it was very funny that Sonico's entire reason to be there was to see the shooting star, and then she didn't get to see it. Yeah. Like, Sonico's... I don't know. I don't want to call her one note. She is sometimes. But uh, it's just so entertaining to watch her. I don't know. I like Sonico. I also will admit, this is like a deviously clever of this episode for this to wind up being so important the shooting star because this definitely seems like something where like you wouldn't think much of it you wouldn't think this was like the key to the case would you no definitely not um because it is such like a because it also plays around with the time aspect and you're like okay i'm not going to pay attention to something that's happening before all the you know characters of this episode are even um introduced yeah so, yeah it's it's really fun how it comes back later on a first year toto university student named ida kazuhiko then appears and round reveals that he taught her how to use the telescope but sonico is gone for a moment two other men then arrive and they tell Ida that if he has time to flirt then he has time to work on data which is true <laughs> words to live by we're then introduced to the two other students a second year named nanaka koichi in another second year named Akimoto Hiroshi. Sonika recognizes Nanaka and says he was on television yesterday for winning an award. Why would Sonico be watching a show, like an award show for astronomy? Looking for know, hot just... guys. Duh. <laughs> I guess so. She's always on the hunt for them. Nanaka says he received the Star Pioneer Award, which is equivalent to a Nobel Prize in astronomy. 
And that is I don't the, think that's true. It is. I think he might be talking it up. <laughs> he's the youngest to ever received the honor. Nanaka then tells Ida that filming is going well, but he went to get some coffee since he's feeling tired. What do you think about these new guys? And then we also have the awkward Akimoto who has not really talked the entire time they've been there. Yeah, I well, my first um, impression was like, why is it always some college age people that they end up meeting? Like, why don't they ever meet people their own age? It just seems, it. I don't know. Maybe it's because the age difference doesn't matter as much. But like, they're what seventeen, and these guys are like twenty three, twenty four. Like, it's not a huge age gap or anything. But I don't know. It just seems weird that they keep hanging out with university students everywhere almost everywhere they go yeah it's kind of creepy from like a western standpoint but again cultural differences sure so um i i thought the the guy who was apparently ron's friend or i guess she met him there like she didn't know this person beforehand um ida was it yeah uh i thought he was he was cool like i i didn't think that he was gonna play a massive role in this case at all he was just sort of there to provide additional information uh the other two guys like i wasn't really a fan of nanaka's he won the equivalent to a nobel prize yeah so that i'm supposed to be impressed by that i guess that's yeah that's. <laughs> um i will say i will give him credit for not being a snarky douchebag about it because there have been some really bad ones in this series when it comes to like uh being rich and snobby and winning awards and uh, just you know make making themselves more important than they actually are but he wasn't too bad like i didn't get that much a sense of smugness from him so um but still not not really my favorite of the bunch and then the third guy yeah he was a little bit mysterious a little bit suspicious sonica asked where they're filming and he says at a nearby tower he points at the rooftop that has television satellites on it. Sonica remarks that it's pretty far away, but Inaka tells her that it's only a minute or two by car. He says he and Akimoto have their cameras right next to each other, and that Akimoto bought the same camera as him yesterday. Ron asks if they've all been here since yesterday, but Akimoto says he just arrived earlier due to the stars he wanted to photograph. Before leaving Inaka, Akimoto tells the girls that between 11.30 and midnight, there will be a satellite passing by in the south. And so apparently they've just spent that 30 minutes staring at this satellite, waiting for it to arrive. That was so funny to me. Like, they didn't even bother to look in the other direction once. <laughs> just staring up at the sky. And I think Ida was with them as well. So it's just, I don't know. It, it was a little funny. That doesn't sound all that interesting, just a satellite passing by. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Is Is it like the poor man's well not the poor man's equivalent of a shooting star but like you know what i mean like a lesser level shooting star yeah it's it's strange ida remarks that he wasn't aware of the satellite and then sonica whispers to ron asking which guy's her type and ron kind of doesn't answer here so that's why i have to ask you colleen which guy was your type oh definitely conan <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that an option <laughs> Jeez. This causes Conan to wonder what exactly Sonico came to gaze at. Then at 11.50pm, Ron says they haven't seen the satellite yet, and Akimoto appears. He asks if they saw the satellite, 
and then says he's supposed to take photos from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m., so he's free to wander around as the camera films by itself. Conan remarks that he's seen fixed filming on television before, and that these stars are filmed in circles. Star trails. Very cute. They're cool. They're cool? I think so. (laughs) Okay. They have the calling and approval here. (laughs) Ron asks where Nanaka is and is told he's still at the camera filming from 9pm through midnight. He then has a second shift from midnight to 3am. That means he has to adjust the camera at midnight. Akimoto suggests they use the telescope to spot him and says he might be sleeping since he was tired. At 12.15am, Akimoto looks in the telescope and says that Nanaka is yawning. However, he's shocked as we see Nanaka fall off the platform. What do you think about this guy just falling off, Colleen? Oh, um, I mean, it's hard to tell at that point what was going on. Um, because, so, I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but it's interesting to me that not once through the episode did they think it was suicide. Like, it was deemed an accident so i thought it was interesting and it might be because our resident expert in suicide cases kogoro mori (laughs) was not around yeah he couldn't suggest it yeah very true i thought it was very suspicious that only akimoto looked through the telescope at him nobody else got a good look although this really isn't like a whodunit case this is definitely falls into more like we know who did it let's figure out how even Mm -hmm. though it does it's not like super explicit of like Oh, we're going to show the murder take place and like how did he get this alibi to work or something. But it still was pretty obvious the entire time that Akimoto was the killer, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's the like subtle things that he does that really puts you off. Like you were mentioning, he was the only one looking at the telescope. And it wasn't that he was like, you know, explicitly hogging it or anything. It just he happened to be the one, you know, gazing through it for a very long time for whatever reason. So, um, it just uh, goes to show that he was planning things carefully. Akimoto says he'll go check on Nanaka and tells Ida to call the police and then come over. Kind of runs after Akimoto, but he's able to leave before... I don't know what Kind was doing. He, he obviously wasn't going to get in this van. I don't know why he like followed him downstairs. Uh, I wonder... And I can't remember Conan's facial expression because there's a lot of... Uh, this one... It's one of those episodes where, like, you're trying to decipher Conan's expressions, essentially, the entire time. Because Nakamoto, like, let's say Akimoto said something, Conan will be like, huh? Or <laughs> he won't say ha, huh, but you know what I yeah. mean? Like, he'll uh, react to it. So f- I w- can't recall if he, if Conan actually tried to get into the van and Akimoto, like, expertly just went in and didn't even, like, offer. Like, obviously, he didn't offer him a ride or anything, but... Uh, I don't know if Conan at that point, uh, like his suspicion grew at that point or not. Well, there was a big red flag. Did you catch it? Yes. At the I did. moment? It, yeah. Okay. It was, uh, it's actually one of the reasons I remember this episode so well. Yeah. So this is, we've ta- actually talked about it on the podcast before, but, and, and we actually talked about it on this one episode where the guys said, hey, call the police, but then it was never brought up again. Yeah. <laughs> but this is one of those episodes where the culprit says, call the police. And he doesn't say call the ambulance. And so you kind of know that he already knew the person's dead and like a crime was committed. So that was a major red flag there. The first time I watched this episode, uh, I didn't notice it. So when it was finally brought up, I was like, oh, that's genius. And that's why I remembered this episode 
um so fondly i guess and rewatching it um when it's like that moment is so obvious now because you know it's coming Ida and the rest arrive at 12:20 a.m. and they see Nanaka's body on the ground it's real weird how the guy left a few minutes before them and he's just standing by his car rather than like checking the dead body there that yeah, was a major it's... red flag too okay so you see again that was so subtle to me that i just didn't really figure it into things at that point um and even like once they've run over to the body like uh whatever they're the scene kind of ends like it's a freeze frame or whatever of ron sonico and ida like and conan over the body and then like the next i don't know the next clip is basically akimoto running over so it's very there's like the time between all these actions is so small that when you're watching it you just feel like it's natural so it unless it's explained to me i didn't catch it the first time necessarily conan takes his pulse and says that he's dead and he then runs up the tower at 12 i love how they still keep giving these toms for some reason at twelve twenty-five, <laughs> he finds a mark on the ground and notes that since the railing is low and the surface is slippery it might be an accident Heavery then notices debris on the floor and finds unnatural marks on the railing that are fresh. Conan notes that both cameras have the release button on, which means they're still filming. Akimoto and the others then come up, and he says that he's in no mood to take photos, and he turns both his and Inaka's camera off at 12.30. And he announces it like the the time of death. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this photo's done 12.30. Yeah, it was very, it was kind of dramatic. I don't know, maybe that's a photography thing, but yeah, it was really overdramatic and weird as somebody that's not in those circles. The police have arrived, and at 2 a.m. they start investigating. This seemed like a long time for the police to arrive. It was like an hour and a half. I know, I just chalked it up to, okay, they're in some remote location, so it took them a while to, like, took the police a while to get there. Well, thank God it wasn't one of those, like, multi-death cases. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like, imagine that, like, no, what's his face? Nonaka's body is just lying there for another hour and a half. Yeah. With nothing to do. Very strange. Everybody gives their testimony to Officer Yamada, and Conan tells the police that Nonaka was standing a bit to the right from where Akimoto said he fell, and that's when Akimoto tells Conan that it was quite dark out, and that Conan must be mistaken. Don't patronize the great detective. Yeah, come on, man. What a dick. The police take a look at the photos and determine that the first photo was taken from 9pm to midnight, and the second was from midnight to 3am, although Akimoto closed the shutter at 12.30. Officer Yamada says it's most likely an accident, as there's nothing unusual at the scene. However, Conan believes that's wrong, and that Akimoto is actually lying. Conan asks Ida about the relationship between Akimoto and Nanaka, and he learns that Akimoto contributed to the research that won the Star Pioneer. However, Nanaka turned it in without crediting his partner, and Ida was surprised that they were still filming together and were friendly, and that Akimoto actually organized this filming session and said that he didn't care about the award. So, this was like 20 red flags. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's not a new like motive story, I don't think. No, definitely will not. They've definitely done this before. 
Conan then tells Ida that he lost something back at the tower, and this guy just agrees to drive him there, because why not? I'll just drive you to this act of a crime scene. <laughs> I mean, that's what Ida's there for. Conan says he dropped a button from his jacket and then searches for proof of Akimoto's crime. He has, like, one or two buttons that are visibly there on his jacket. And I like, know. Oh, yeah. Then remembers that they saw a silhouette rather than Nanaka, but there's nothing like a doll at the crime scene. Nakamoto didn't have time to hide it. Ida loses his car keys momentarily, and that's when Conan tells him that it's darker underneath the candlelight jar. Okay, so... What the hell does that you. mean? <laughs> so I'm equating that to the saying, it's lighter under... Or, sorry, not lighter. It's darker under the lamppost. Have you heard that before? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay, that doesn't help. <laughs> so it's a saying that basically means, like, even if the light's shining on something and super evident, there's still uh, something secretive. So... Uh, but I, why it's a candlelight jar beats me. Oh, I found somebody talking about this on a language forum. Oh, okay. It says, Sunshine on Leith. He's from Scotland. He says, Japanese expressions are not my forte, but I think I get this. Is that your Scottish No, it's just my (laughs) people who'd be on a language forum. Okay, maybe I should carry do on. <laughs> yeah, this is not my Scottish impression. Well, now I don't want to do. You shamed me from doing this impression. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, apparently. A candlelight jar being one of those portable glass jars or lanterns with a candle inside. When carrying them in the dark, they illuminate around them, but not directly underneath. Not easy to translate into Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> The original oh question, God. I think, was asking how to translate it into Spanish. But, uh, oh, okay. There you go. But out of context, that's just hilarious. So there's our Scottish. Thank you to Sunshine on Leith. Shout out to wordreference.com, language forms. Yeah. All right. Because we bring you the the most accurate information when it comes to idioms. This Well, this idiom helps Conan figure something out, and he sees Akimoto in his van after returning. However, he has no evidence and says a trick must have been done with the two photos. After Sonico complains about missing the shooting star, Conan says he has found the decisive evidence. Uh, I also have a question for you, Colleen. Uh, this candle light jar in darkness, do you know what like hint this was supposed to be? Because I, I never really put it together what he figured out at that moment. Uh, so I think if I'm I'm equating it to the expression oh, I know about the lamppost. So I think yeah. I know. Uh, it's okay. It's when he covers up the you you don't see what's directly under something. Exactly. So, so you don't see what's like it's so obvious, but you can't see it type of thing. Yeah. So he's referencing that there's something underneath his car. Yeah, which actually I it really enjoyed as part of the trick. Officer Yamada brings all the witnesses back inside and declares the incident as an accident, officially. However, Conan knocks out Sonica with his watch, and he places his speaker button on her. She tells Officer Yamada that Nanaka was actually murdered by Akimoto. She says that when he returned with Akimoto to the tower at 11.30, he pushed him over the railing and killed him. Sonica and the others didn't see it as they were distracted looking for a satellite <laughs> that was supposed to be in the opposite direction. Can we take a moment to appreciate how uh, whenever 
uh, Conan uses Sonico for the deduction show. Her voice, just her whole manner is so altered, and yet Ron never mentions anything. Like, maybe the first time, she's like, oh, Sonico, what are you doing? But I don't know, Sonico's voice actress, um, the way she plays her normally, like, she's all very flirtatious and bubbly and sort of, like, just wants stuff and is very rowdy. But when she does the detec- the the detec- the deduction show, um... Like, she, I don't know, it's almost like her the tone in her voice goes a little lower and she's super serious. I don't know, I would probably notice that in a heartbeat if my best friend did something like that. It turns out what they saw fall at 12.15 wasn't Nanaka, but a doll that Akimoto set up. He secured it with fishing string and a timer dropped the doll. Akimoto was able to use Sonico and the others as an alibi by witnessing it drop with them. Akimoto asks for proof and says that there wasn't any doll when she arrived at the tower. Sonico says the doll was actually underneath his car as he drove there first and stopped over the doll to conceal it. Which, like you said, is pretty clever. Yeah, I uh, I thought that was real good. While they were checking in on Nonaka, Akimoto placed the doll, which was made with a blanket and fishing string, into the car. Akimoto says that's all speculation. And while he does have a blanket in his car, it's because the tower is cold. Aw, he's just a cold boy. <laughs> he has a blankie. It reminded me of uh, Kyle. He always has yeah. to have his blanket to record the podcast. Yeah, even though his blanket sometimes fiddles with the microphone. <laughs> Sonica remarks that Akimoto was the first to arrive at the tower, but the last to approach the body. She asks what he was doing, and he says that the photos prove that Anaka was alive at midnight as that camera can't be operated without somebody there. The policeman then comes in and tells Officer Yamada that he has the photo of Akimoto's that he wanted to develop. Yamada's confused as he didn't order it, but Sonico explains that the photo is the decisive evidence that proves Akimoto is the culprit. She tells them to compare the photo against Nanaka's from no- uh, photo from 9pm to midnight. When they look at the photos, they notice a shooting star that passed by. Both Akimoto's and Nanaka's photos were taken in the same direction, but the shooting star is only in Akimoto's. That means Nanaka's photo wasn't taken today and discredits his alibi. Sonico explains that he wanted to replicate the same photo, so he bought a camera like Nanaka's and went to the tower the day before and took two photos. There's no reason to do that unless he had a murder plan and he had replaced Nanaka's film with what he had prepared. So, they got him. But how did he not know that there was going to be a shooting star today? Like, did he not pay attention? Or are shooting... Maybe Is that I something don't know you no- predict? Is that something... I was just about to... Because it's not uh, like a meteor recant shower, my statement. You know? It might not be predictable. Yeah, okay. Never mind. I just thought that they were in watching this, and I was like, why wouldn't he know? I mean, he... I don't know. I, I thought that they were. <laughs> but maybe it's only satellites that are predictable. Now what's well here's the real question. What's a shooting star? Is that not a meteor? Oh wait. Uh meteors are commonly called falling stars or shooting stars. Yeah. Okay, then you it's probably just super you far can away. predict them, right? Meteor showers. I would I would think so. Like can't you calculate, you know, if something's coming? I don't know. I didn't get that far in my astronomy course, I guess. I don't know. Hard to say. We're not if you're an expert on astronomy and want to Tell us about meteor showers. Please do. 
Yeah, so I'm just saying, if that was something he was able to predict, then why didn't he if he was, you know, he's got this plan all laid out? He would have known that his photo wouldn't match. So it sounds like they can roughly predict when they occur, but it's not like a thing where it's like guaranteed. Again, this is just me skimming a science focus article, so I cannot be a, uh, super specific on that. Yeah, just like let us ponder this thought. Sonico was able to tell that there was going to be a shooting star. She just couldn't see it. So if Sonico went up there to, look I don't know if it. she knew it. I think she was just like hoping for it you know what i mean because i think it's like specific seasons or like oh this is shooting star season like during the summer (laughs) that's amazing however there was one flaw in akameda's trick and that's the shutter noise after changing the film he can't press the shutter as that would have distorted the prepared pictures so he had to just leave the camera as is yamada says that if there was no shutter noise then his trick would be discovered and Sonico says Akimoto thought the death would would have frightened everybody, so they didn't notice it. However, Conan noticed there wasn't a shutter noise, and that Akimoto was just imitating the noise with his voice to cover it up. Alright, so, did you notice this when it happened? <laughs> that he was just like... Absolutely not. <laughs> it's so funny to think about, like, this guy, like, he fakes pulls on the shutter, and he's like... Yeah. Like, <laughs> I felt... <laughs> I felt so cheated though like I even rewound or whatever I went back to that part in the episode just to see if he actually did it and it wasn't apparent at all so I don't know if they were purposely not trying to make it super obvious that he did it to catch our attention but I would have liked to like when Conan said it I would have liked if they jumped back to that scene and shown it again like how they did for um like other parts of um the deduction but yeah i was just like how is how did nobody notice the guy going like like you were saying akimoto falls to the ground and asked sonica when she started to suspect him she said it was when nanaka fell and he asked them to call the police but not an ambulance that meant he already knew nanaka was dead he says sonica is such an intelligent young lady and that winning the star pioneer was his dream (laughs) i like how he's about to go to jail and he's like uh can you call me maybe Right. But Sonico, well, actually, she was knocked out, so she couldn't even react to that. Plus, I think uh, I think Nanaka was more her type, anyhow. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't overly sad about his death, so maybe she Damn. didn't like him that much. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's Ida. Ida's her man all along. No way. Akimoto says that to take the award away from him was unforgivable. And he says he didn't see the shooting star at 11 p.m. because he was thinking of killing Nanaka and wasn't even looking at the sky. That wasn't exactly the deep thing he might have thought it was. <laughs> he's like, like again, maybe he's like, oh, I lost sight of my true dreams and uh, desires and stuff. But like, come on, bro. That wasn't that cool. Astronomer. A fake astronomer. Yeah. After the ending song, Sonica wakes up and says she had a good sleep. Ron tells her that her deduction was excellent. But Sonic is dismayed that it's morning already, as she wanted to wish for a boyfriend before it got bright out. Why do my princes from shooting stores always escape my grasp? She cries out. Conan then says to himself that everything escapes her like that. <laughs> nice, Conan. So we get some classic Conan humor there. Yeah, Conan had a few uh, jabs here and there. His, uh, you know, classic side glances with a little 
comments. Yeah, it was good. The next Conan's hint is Northern Star, which is kind of funny because it's right after an astronomy episode. Do you think that'd be for this one? Yeah, exactly. The next case, uh, I think it was the detective was, I wasn't 100% sure on who was talking here, but they go, next case, Ueno's station has a dangerous case going on. Ah! <laughs> that leaves us for uh, our podcast next week, next week, which will cover the North Star number three express, leaving Ueno part one and two. So we have a two-parter. I think I saw, uh, not Booker Kudo, uh, Yusaku Kudo on the, uh, on the preview here, I'm not 100% sure, but we might have an interesting episode on our hands. Yep. No, I, you're right. We're going to see uh, Shinichi's daddy. Oh, okay. The way you said that, it was like, you're going to be, you're going to show up. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it sound weird. You're like, oh, yeah, I think I was gonna, thinking baby Shinichi, and that's gonna, why I put on We're going to see who Shinichi's daddy is. Oh, no, I didn't mean to say it like that. Okay. Okay. So, what did you think about this astronomy-filled episode, Colin? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff in here that I liked. Um, so I liked um, uh, parts of his trick. The Because I like a good kind of time manipulation alibi thing. And I really liked how he, part of his alibi was becoming the witness for the murder. I thought that was really cool. I thought um, it was an interesting point that he like covered the evidence with the car by driving earlier than the rest of them. Um, and I liked uh, also just the whole, like the photo stuff. I thought that was an interesting concept. Although I, as I mentioned earlier, it was a little bit, it was a, like a shame that he didn't, realize that they wouldn't match but um but yeah like i feel like we've seen cases like that before where they prepare in advance some sort of evidence um like i'm thinking of the one in particular where the guy took photos like the year before going to like when he went to a festival or whatnot yeah and then he lost his watch um, so his damn team exactly so that gave it away but yeah i uh, i liked parts of it um i liked seeing sonico again um it wasn't like the it wasn't like an overly great case but i thought it was an enjoyable watch for an anime original um i will note though that the officer officer yamada he's like so basic i wish they had come up with like a bit of a more interesting um officer I think he appears in one more case, uh, at least according to the wiki. So yeah, he really had no personality at all. Like, no, <laughs> I didn't even know he had a name until the very end of the episode, and then I went back to my notes and added his name in. Like I was just nice. like the in- the inspector, and I was like, I had no clue he had a rank, I had no clue he had a name. Like he just completely forgettable guy. Yeah, so I don't. I'd have to like do a deeper dive into whether the anime originals ever like that happened in other prefectures ever have sort of unique uh detectives or investigators or if it's really just the manga ones that are interesting like because you've got megare of course and then you've got like the two twins and you've got the guy with the squirrel i think those are all goshoyama's characters right yeah we've definitely had some like kind of generic one-off uh police officers when they've gone to specific locations like the the crane wife case comes to mind i think they had a a specific officer for that 
that wasn't given a ton of depth or anything. So that does seem like an anime original thing where they have a lot of forgettable officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so other than that, uh, like I said, it was a pretty enjoyable watch. I, I, I like uh, I like the trick overall, but I definitely thought that the guy, like the flaws could have probably been avoided if he you know, thought about it a little harder. But anyways, that that's just my opinion. <laughs> Uh, so I thought it was a pretty fun episode. Like you said, it's a real breezy watch, easy to get through. Uh, the sol- the mystery is solid, even if it's not the most amazing. Like, So even though there's not a ton of mystery as to who did it, I think just figuring out how his alibi was accomplished was pretty smart. So I like that element. I thought it was a, a fun enough one-parter. You know, there's not, there's really not the, like a super amount of time to make something truly memorable in just 22 minutes. And it kind of made me like, more impressed with some of the other one-parters where, like, wow, they really put a lot into this one episode somehow. Because this went by really quickly, and there wasn't, like, a, a too much meat to it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the first part, like, before the commercial break or whatnot, is essentially the crime. And then, right off the bat, in the next part, you get, you know, Sonico's uh, deduction. So, it went by super quick, <laughs> like you said. And so that'll do it for this episode. We'll be back next week with that two-parter, and Shinichi's dad will come back, and it's not Colleen. What? <laughs> and remember, Patreon, Monday, be there. So you'll have a, you get to hear us before the next proper episode. You get to dive in the two case closed, and then if you fork over $5, you'll get some Yaiba content, and then access to all the rest of our Patreon stuff. Remember, if we hit $50... Magic Kaito podcast. Be there. Make it happen, guys. Make it happen. So, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. And remember, one truth always prevails. <laughs>